Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps a believer in Jesus Christ to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone that comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is for disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, all of us imperfect according to our flesh, but perfect in the spirit and being perfected by the Holy Spirit of God. I just thank you um, for, for giving this podcast a listen and for sharing it with your friends if you find value out of it. And I urge you for any of these pod, for any of my podcasts or other content that you listen to, I urge you to check everything that I say or that anyone else says, teaches, preaches. Check it against the scriptures. Know the word for yourself, and you cannot be led astray. We all, the Bible says that we know in part today, you know, but then we shall know in full, just as we're fully known. So we're all learning. And we're all making mistakes along the way. None of us have perfect doctrine. Doctrine Nobody ever has and nobody ever will except Jesus. And so we're just all on this journey together. But I urge you for your own protection to check everything I say against the scriptures, look up the verses and let them speak to you. I try to reference the scripture throughout the podcast to give it its validity. But I also believe that the Holy Spirit himself will illuminate the truth that he's shared with me in these podcasts so that you'll know that it's the Lord speaking through me by the power and presence of his Holy Spirit. So it's just that simple. And that actually leads me into today's message that I have for you. It's called the simplicity that's in Christ. The simplicity that's in Christ. And today's um, main scripture that I'd like to use is is um, from 2 Corinthians 11, 3. And Paul says this in, in 2 Corinthians eleven three. 3, but I fear lest by any means that as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. Wow. But I fear by less by by I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled or tricked Eve through his subtlety, he's a sneaky little devil, <laughs> that your minds would be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. It's amazing right there the two words subtlety, that's of the devil, he's subtle. Bible says he masquerades as an angel of light. And that's in the in the same chapter, 2 Corinthians 11, it's in 14 that says, no wonder, because Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. The devil today presents himself as, oh, I'm doing good. Look at all the people out there that say that they're doing good, but they're really behind it doing such evil And I think you know who these people are. You look at them and some of these guys are big devils. Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, 
all these guys, these movers and shakers that are all going to come to naught, that are trying to get control of this world. They're just evil to the core. And uh, they, they masquerade as an angel of light. I'm here to help. Beware of anybody that says they're here to help but doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. I check everything against their relationship with Christ. If they don't have one and they say they're here to help, they're gonna, if they're not already being tricked, they will be tricked eventually. We all have to turn ourselves into Christ no matter if you're the richest man on planet Earth or the poorest. We all will appear before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for ourselves. So this message today is just about the simplicity that's in the gospel of Jesus Christ and that the, the enemy tries to lead us away. I know I certainly struggle with not complicating the gospel message. It's very simple. Very simple. Jesus Christ came in, in the flesh. God himself came in the flesh, born of a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. He lived a sinless, perfect life for us. He died for us, shed his blood for the remission of our sins. Not only our sins, but the sins of the entire world. And that's 1 John 2, 2. He was put to death for our sins, but he was raised to life by the Holy Spirit for our justification. His atoning sacrifice was the Father's amen. His, his, his uh, resurrection, I should say, was the atoning sacrifice, God's amen for that sacrifice that Jesus made of himself. He came for that purpose to die for us, to shed his blood for the remission of our sins and to be raised to life for our justification, Romans 4, 2, 5. He was delivered for our offenses, was raised to life for our justification. And when he was raised, he was seated at the Father's right hand who then shed forth the Holy Spirit to us, just as Jesus promised. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, now lives in us as believers. And he leads us into all truth. His word is truth. And he reveals things that are to come on this earth. It's just amazing what God has done for us. We're going to spend eternity unpacking what Jesus has done for us. And really, you know, the goal of this faith, that the simple, sincere goal of, of our faith is just to know Jesus, to know him, to know him, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. That was Jesus's prayer for us before he went to the cross in John 17. John 17 is Jesus's prayer. The whole chapter is his prayer over the disciples and then I think he says in, in verse 20, and over everyone who will come after me because of their word, as we pass down this word from generation to generation, that prayer is eternal. And in John 17, three, Jesus says these words. He said, Father, our prayer is that they would come to know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent, talking about himself. We get to know the Father through Jesus Christ. Even though we've never met him in the flesh, we know he lived in the flesh. We have record of that in the scripture. And also even in the secular records show that Jesus Christ was a man that came in the flesh. He was sent by God. Nobody could do the miracles he did, the signs and wonders. The book of John, and I think it's in chapter 
in the last chapter of John, it says that if John says if he was to record all of the things that Jesus did, even during his three and a half year ministry on earth, leading him to the cross, if everything were to be recorded in that three and a half year span, that that all the libraries in the world couldn't contain the books that be written about it. That's astonishing. Absolutely amazing. Jesus was just an explosion of God's virtue, his goodness, his power. Through the, through the frailty of human flesh. He took on our frailty, he took on flesh. That's unbelievable. It's amazing. Or it is believable, but we need God's help. We need his Holy Spirit to believe these truths. And again, the message here today is just the simplicity of the gospel, not being led astray from it, but living a, a simple, sincere life where we have singleness of our eye, our singleness of our focus on Jesus Christ. Matthew 6.22 says, if your eye is single, that means single focused on Jesus, your whole body will be full of light. That's the light of his presence through the Holy Spirit. And we follow God in simplicity and sincerity, in mental honesty, in virtue, free from pretense and hypocrisy as God leads us, not self-seeking, openness with an open heart, which manifests itself through generosity. When we start to receive everything that Christ has given us, everything revealed to us in the scriptures and through the Holy Spirit, our natural response in our new nature and our spiritual union with Christ is to give I was getting fed so much this morning, I just had to give $100 to a cause that came across right as I was studying. And I couldn't help it. I just have to give. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever, and that's us. Are you a whosoever? Whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. My prayer for people lately has just been to know God. I've got so many people on my prayer list. I use an app called Pray, Prayer Minder that my friend Jeff turned me on to because I just was getting so many requests for prayer. And I try to teach people when they ask me to. I try to te I ask them if I can pray with them and I make them pray because I want people I meet to believe in their own prayers. It's great to have people help you along the way. But as my mentor, Reverend Fred, taught me once, you know, we want to get out of the prayer line and start a prayer line ourselves to pray for others so that they can learn to experience God in their lives. And the, the number one way that I find God's way, not only through the scriptures, but through my own personal experience, the number one way that God reveals himself to us is through prayer. We ask God for something and then we see it manifest when we believe that when we pray, Mark 11, 22 through 24, when we pray, we just believe we have it and we move on. We don't wait for the manifestation of it. We might get it immediately. We might get it in a day. We might get it in a week. We might get it in two weeks. We might get the answer in two years. We don't worry about that. We leave it to God. When we pray, Jesus says, believe that you've received and you shall have it. And that's the number one way 
to connect with God is through prayer. And the wonderful thing is when you start to see your prayers get answered with regularity, with higher frequency, with higher um, with a higher batting average, if, if I could use a baseball term, we start to see our batting average go up in prayer because we start to see how good God is. And when we learn his word, which is his will, we learn to pray, your will be done. Your word be done is what that means because his will is his word. That's what testament means. New, we're under the new testament, the new covenant of Christ through the shedding of his blood. We're in a common union, communion with Christ, a spiritual union. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. We're one spirit with Christ. When we put our faith in him, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And once God seals us, no one can unseal us and no one can unseat us in our position in Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father, Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. We are seated with him in heavenly places. We are in him, spiritually united. And how much of him we experience here on earth is up to us. How much time do we want to spend with God? Brothers and sisters, do you have a, de- a, a morning devotion time? Do you do as Jesus did when he modeled for us, sitting before the Father in prayer? Jesus rose up early, it says, and he found quiet places, the Bible says. Disciples were always looking for him. He was always slipping away, slipping out of the crowd, finding quiet time throughout his day to spend time with the Father in prayer. This was God himself in the flesh. And if he had to spend time in prayer, he spent time studying the word when he was a child even. He knew the Holy Scriptures at age 12 better than all the Pharisees and all the teachers. He was schooling these guys. These things he did, we can do the same thing. Study to show thyself approved. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study the scriptures to show yourself approved. All scripture is from God and is useful for instruction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work that God has for us. Do you spend time in the morning Do you give God the first fruits of your day? Do you rise up early to hear from the Lord? It's so easy when you rise up early to hear from God. Psalm 5, I think it's, I'll let you look that up, but it might be verse 12. But Psalm 5 talks about the early riser. I say the early bird gets the word instead of the worm. Proverbs 8, I think it's either 12 or 17 says, Those that seek me early shall find me. I'm going to look that one up just to be sure. I don't like to misquote. I want you to be able to find these for yourself. God wrote this scripture for all of us. We have to teach each other and remind each other what's in this word. It's so powerful. It's so good. I wish I could just eat this Bible. Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Do you rise up early? Do you give God the first fruits of your day? I want to say, if you don't, don't feel condemned, but feel convicted that this is maybe what's missing in your life. Not maybe, 
I can guarantee if you think something's missing, that might just be the something. My life changed so dramatically after I fumbled around. I had my encounter with God over 21 years ago and I fumbled around for a few years. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to be a disciple, a believer. But then God through his Holy Spirit and through people, so many people, so many saints that take me forever to name all of them that he sent in my path to teach me that getting to know God is getting to know him through his word and through prayer, through spending time with him. And when, once I got a hold of this, once the light went on and I thought, Lord, I want to rise up early. How can I do this? I have this job I have to be at every day and there's so much going on in my life. I've got a little baby, Kendall, my daughter, she gets up early sometimes. We got things going on, life. And the Lord made a way for me to get up, just to get up earlier. And then he made a way for me to carve out that time for him. Brothers and sisters, I want to just say, this message is about simplicity. And one of the ways that I find this so simple, this walk with God, this union that we have with him, this fellowship, one of the most best and beautiful ways to get to know God is to start out early in the morning. As I rise up in the morning, my phone is dead from the day before and I plug it in and then I plug myself into God's word and into his presence through studying the scriptures, through a couple devotionals that I love and through prayer, I connect with him and I charge my battery until it's 100% full and then I unplug my phone, I unplug myself, and then I have to turn on my laptop and go out into this crazy, confused, chaotic world and just let that battery burn down, let that power that's in me be poured out for other people so I can help them along their way, the way the Lord's helped me. And in so doing, I find God's powerful presence just coming alongside me as I simply go out and do as Jesus did in Acts 10.38, one of my favorite scriptures, I'm going to close with this. It said, this Jesus of Nazareth, who was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, he went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Jesus simply went out under the power of God. He did good and he helped people. We can do the same thing today through his name, through his word, and through his spirit. So go out today and do those good works that God has predestined you to do. Amen.